Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, and more importantly, welcome back, Giants fans, to another episode of the Say Hey Podcast, the podcast that is home to all things Giants baseball. Folks, before we dive into today's show, I would like to take a moment to let you know that you can find the Say Hey Podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you like what you're hearing, then don't be afraid to subscribe. And if you really like the show, then make sure to leave a review. But most importantly, make sure to spread the word. With that being said, let's dive right in. What is going on, everybody? Happy Friday, and welcome back to another episode of the Say Hey Podcast, episode 52, I believe. I'm your host today, James Donahue, as I am for every show. And folks, guess what? At the end of April, the Giants were in first place in the NL West. And at the end of March, the Giants were still first place in the NL West. And guess what? Nothing's changed in the beginning of June. As of today, the Giants are still standing in first place in the NL West division. And recently, the Giants took three games out of four against the Dodgers in L.A. Yes, I know they did lose to the Angels 8-1, but I truly don't care. Because last night, the Giants beat the Chicago Cubs, who they just swept the San Diego Padres. So to summarize everything that's been going on lately in San Francisco, the Giants have won seven of their last nine games. Wow, that's a lot to take in. Are you overwhelmed? That's okay, because so am I. Folks, on today's show, of course, I'll be giving you some injury updates to open it up. Then I'm going to go ahead and break down some recent performances from individual players who have been on fire lately and who also need to be recognized. And then I will close out the show by breaking down the rest of this series against the Chicago Cubs. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get right into it. Injuries, starting with Logan Webb. Unfortunately, he is back on the DL with the same right shoulder strain. Yikes, that's very frustrating considering how well Logan Webb has been pitching lately, but don't worry, we're going to go ahead and dive into that later. Next injury, Mike Yastrzemski. He has a sprained thumb and is expected to miss anywhere from 7 to 14 days. Moving on to our favorite third baseman, that's Evan Longoria. As of right now, he's not on the DL, but he's currently day-to-day dealing with a mild intercostal strain. I have no idea what that means. I'm not a doctor. Next on the list is going to be our favorite first baseman, that's Brandon Belt. He actually could be activated this weekend, which is extremely good news, considering that the Giants need all the help they can get with their bats. But specifically, Belt, I think, is actually going to be taking batting practice today. And I also believe he was on the field yesterday trying to take some ground balls. So there's a bit of good news. Moving on to our backup catcher, that's going to be Kirk Casale. He also landed on the 10-day DL, and as a result, Chadwick Trump has been called up as the primary backup catcher. Some other names that have also been called up from AAA are Jason Vossler again and Nick Tropiano, the relief pitcher. And the final transaction the Giants have made is calling up relief pitcher Dominic Leone, who actually had a fantastic season debut against the Los Angeles Angels. Wow, that was a lot. That's a lot of big names that we like. I think the final update I have for you all is that last night, Wilmer Flores, he just came back, which is so frustrating, but I think he had to be taken out because the hamstring was acting up a little bit. After the game, Gabe Kapler came out and said, it's nothing too serious. They just wanted to be mindful of it. 
And you could see it. If you were watching the game, Wilmer Flores was not beating out the ground balls he was hitting. And as a result, Wilmer Flores was taken out of the game and replaced by Mauricio Dubon. Again, I haven't seen any news that states that he has landed back on the DL. I think it was just for precautionary reasons. All right, moving on to some individual player performances. Evan Longoria. All right, over his last eight games, Longoria is on an eight-game hitting streak, actually, and has produced a 4-14 batting average while also smacking four home runs. During last week's show, I mentioned why we shouldn't be worried about the recent cool streak of Evan Longoria, but I had no idea we were going to experience anything like this so soon. If we compare Longoria's performance this season to other third basemen around the league, then we can see that Longoria has hit nine home runs on the year, which also happens to be more home runs than Alex Bregman, Manny Machado, and Matt Chapman, who are all considered to be some of the most elite hitters throughout all of baseball. Moving on to Wilmer Flores. Heading into last night's game, Flores had played four games since returning from the DL, and he had gone 6-for-12 during those games. Again, this is just another prime example of the depth that this Giants team has. Once Evan Longoria goes down, Wilmer Flores can take his place. And if Wilmer Flores goes down, then Mauricio Dubon or Jason Vossler can take his place. Anyways, the hot streak continued for Flores as he started last night's game against the Cubs with a triple and was then batted in by Brandon Crawford. Once Wilmer Flores is fully recovered from this hamstring injury, it'll definitely be nice to have him back considering that last year during the 60-game season, Wilmer Flores hit 12 home runs, which also led the team. Moving on to everyone's favorite center fielder, and that's Stephen Duggar. Since the Cincinnati game where the Giants won 19-4, Duggar has played 11 games during that time and has produced a 433 batting average, a 1.158 OPS, and has collected 13 hits, including three doubles and two home runs. And this is by far has been one of the most exciting stories that's come out of the Giants organization as of late. Even when the Giants lost 8-1 against the Angels, Duggar still finished his night going two for four. He's getting hits even when nobody else is, and it's truly been some of the most entertaining baseball to watch this season. Moving on to another outfielder, and that's Austin Slater. Not too much to say here, but I will say this. He hit his seventh home run of the season during the Dodger series, but something else I'm sure most people may not realize is that Slater is currently on pace to hit 25 home runs, but he's also on pace to steal 25 bases. Let me say that again for the people in the back. Austin Slater is on pace to hit 25 home runs and steal 25 bases. Once again, the depth of this team is truly astonishing. Moving on to Mauricio Dubon. He hasn't quite been on fire like the other players I mentioned, but he did hit a two-run shot of Clayton Kershaw in the second inning of the fourth and final game of the Dodgers series and also managed to throw a Trevor Bauer sword celebration once he crossed home plate of that game. Then, following that game, the next day, Dubon hit another home run against the Angels. And the last hitter I'll mention is one who might be the offensive MVP this year. And no, it's not Buster Posey. That's going to be Brandon Crawford. During last week's show, I did my best to try to explain to everyone why I personally think Brandon Crawford should be an all-star this year. And since then, Crawford has done nothing but help my case. Last night, not only did Crawford supply the normal fantastic defense that he always brings to every game, but he also finished his night going 2-for-3 with 4 RBIs, including a 3-run home run. And to make matters even better, Crawford is still on pace to hit 24 doubles, 40 home runs, and 120 RBIs, 
which not only would be the best season of his career, obviously, but that would also be one of the best seasons by any Giants player in history. Alright, moving on to the backbone of this team, and that's going to be the starting pitching. And of course, the first person we have to talk about is Kevin Gosman. Oh man, what's not to say about him? Over his past four starts, Gosman has pitched a total of 25 innings, has struck out 36 batters, and has only given up one run. Yep, 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 that probably makes sense as to why Kevin Gosman has recently been voted as the best starting pitcher in the month of May. And moving on to another starting pitcher in the Giants organization, that's going to be Logan Webb. And dare I say it, folks, but I think Logan Webb is finally starting to settle in, which is only a little bit frustrating considering that he just landed back on the disabled list. But if we look at his last six starts, we can see that he's produced a combined 2.94 ERA during that time. And he has failed to surrender more than one run in any of his last three starts. And his most recent start against the Dodgers consisted of five innings pitched. He only gave up one run and struck out seven batters. I think it's safe to say that Logan Webb is definitely showing us what he's truly capable of. All right, everyone, moving on to the rest of the series against the Chicago Cubs. Tonight, game two of the series will feature a matchup between Jake Arrieta versus Scott Casimir. And in my opinion, I'm viewing this as a bit of a revenge game. Because the last time Jake Arrieta was in a Chicago Cubs uniform at Oracle Park, he smacked a three-run home run off Madison Bumgarner during the 2016 playoffs. And then, of course, we all know what would happen next. The Cubs would go on to make history and finally win their first World Series. But I want a different narrative to be featured during tonight's matchup. And I think the Giants have a really good shot at getting to Jake Arrieta early. Currently on the year, Jake Arrieta is sporting a 4.41 ERA. Not the best. But his expected ERA is saying that he should be sporting a 5.45 ERA. And that makes sense to me, especially when you look at the velocity of his pitches have gone way down. His sinker is sitting around 90 miles per hour and his slider is not proving to be effective either. Considering that opposing batters have produced a 320 batting average against that pitch. I want to say that the Giants have a good chance at winning this game, but the truth is, this Cubs offense can be definitely overwhelming, especially for a 37-year-old. And of course, I'm referring to Scott Kazmir. In a perfect world, Kazmir doesn't have to strike out every batter he faces tonight, but I would love to see him just produce soft contact from some of the biggest hitters in this Cubs lineup. If he can do that anywhere from 3-5 to five innings tonight, that would be a success in my eyes. And in my opinion, that also gives the Giants offense plenty of time to do some damage against a struggling Jake Arrieta. Game 3 features a matchup between Cole Stewart versus Kevin Gosman. As for Gosman, the Cubs do have a combined 303 batting average against him, but I really don't care at this point anymore. Not only is Gosman the best pitcher in the Giants rotation, he's also one of the best pitchers in all of baseball. Whenever he's on the mound, the Giants have the best chance at winning baseball games. But I'm also confident in the Giants' odds to win this game specifically, mainly because I have no clue who Cole Stewart is. And then the final matchup, Game 4 of this series, will feature Kyle Hendricks for the Cubs versus Johnny Cueto. This will be the toughest matchup in my opinion because the veteran Kyle Hendricks knows how to execute his pitches to perfection even though he doesn't have high velocity. And the Cubs offense is so scary, it worries me to think about Johnny Cueto going up against all of them. Ten Giants hitters have faced Kyle Hendricks throughout their career and they have only produced a combined batting average of 127 against him. 
However, the Cubs versus Cueto, you have Chris Bryant, who has a career number of 5 for 10 with a home run. Anthony Rizzo has tagged him for two home runs. And of course, Jock Peterson has also had his fair share of at-bats against Cueto, and he also has a home run against him. In my opinion, the success of these games will be left up to the starting pitching. If the Giants starting pitching can suppress the hard contact, I'm not worried about Kevin Gosman, but I'm, I'm specifically referring to the veterans Scott Kazmir and Johnny Cueto. If they can keep these Cubs hitters, who are also some of the best hitters in, in the entire league, off balance for the majority of the game, then the Giants have a great shot of winning these three games. I would love for the Giants to win tonight's game just because of the revenge aspect, but it would also be great for the Giants to walk away with at least two wins from this four-game series because, again, the Cubs are one of the best teams in baseball right now. They just finished a sweep of the San Diego Padres, and if the Giants can win two games, maybe three against this Cubs team, then that definitely sends a message to the rest of the league. All right, everyone, that is going to be all for today's show of the Say Hey podcast. This is some of the best Giants baseball we have ever watched. And if you haven't yet really sat down and watched a game this year, I really, really encourage you to do so. Everybody, you can find the Say Hey podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and you can leave a rating and a review if you feel so inclined. Again, everyone, thank you so much for your love and support of the show. It truly has been overwhelming. All right, everyone, remember to keep staying safe out there. Remember to keep being smart, but most importantly, go Giants.